back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. So, Jake, what's up? We're back with another one. We are back. What's up? Doing well. And we're actually almost at our 100th episode, Jake. So what do you think we should do to celebrate our 100th episode? Well, I think that we should do our own regular episode, new type of format per episode by doing a couple segments and adding an interview. So, Things today, you want to talk about some fantasy football, some NBA action? Yeah, and actually, while we're on air, we have a, a trade that just went down. Uh, so Jake, is he does not know the trade yet. I will be telling him the trade, and he will be giving me his thoughts, and I'll give you my thoughts. So here's the trade. The Thunder are trading Derek Favors, Chai, Ty Jerome, Mo Harkless, Theo Mallet, Maldolin, and a 2025 second-round pick to the Rockets for David Nawaba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. So a lot to unpack there, Jake. What are your initial thoughts? I mean, this is a small trade, but there are a lot of pieces going into trade. I think the big ones, I guess, are Burke and Waba and Favors. So, I mean, I think clearly the team getting Nwaba and Burke win just by value, but I think the Rockets get a lot of – Young, they got who they got that Ty Jerome and who else? Theo Maldon. Uh, so I guess I mean that's some young value. And they but they traded a they got they traded a second as well to get Inwaba and Burke. And the Rockets got the young pieces, so I think it's a fairly even trade. Nothing big going on really, though. Yeah, and so now moving right along into our first segment. We're going to talk about some waiver wire pickups we like for this uh, upcoming fantasy matchup. So, Jake, give us your first waiver wire pickup. My first waiver wire pickup for this week will be none other than Khalil Herbert, who is the now starting running back for the Bears after David Montgomery is now out, it looks like, this week. And I think last week when Montgomery got injured, Herbert then went absolutely insane against Houston. Went for 157 off 20 attempts, eight yard, almost eight yards of carry, two, diff- two different touchdowns, racking up just about 27 to 30 fancy points, which was just insane. I think he had, he had 30.9 fancy points, looks like, in PPR format. And non-PPR, he had 27, so not a big pass catcher, which is good for both formats, which means that if you're a non-PPR, he's a great option. PPR, he'll still rack up good numbers. And it looks like the Bears are facing the, they're facing the Giants run defense this week without, looks like, Leonard Williams. So you saw what Pollard and what Ezekiel Elliott did to the Giants run defense this past week. They, they tore it up. So I think Herbert can really do this against the Giants as well. So moving on to my first guy, a guy I like is Zay Jones from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, these are last week he put up 24.5. His first week he put up 12 and a half. Second week wasn't great, but it seems like they're throwing him the ball a lot. Last year, he had a, last week he had 11 targets, 10 receptions. So he's a guy I like. Uh, he's a, he's a rostered in 33% of ESPN leagues. So there's a good chance he's uh, available in your league. So He's definitely a guy I like for a potential flex this week if you play in a bigger league. So, uh, Jake, who's your second waiver wire pickup for this week? 
a second waiver wire pickup will be none other than the 18.3% and rostered receiver on ESPN PPR and non-PPR formats, averaging 15.3 in PPR, ranked 19th receiver, Greg Dortch. Greg Dortch is looking at the receiver two um, on the Arizona Cardinals, a pass-heavy offense with no James Conner. Marquise Brown and Dortch are both getting heavily targeted. Dortch, he's averaging just about about eight targets a game, and out of those eight targets a game, he's averaging just about, I mean, six and a half catches per eight targets. He's almost catching every ball. He had 17, 15 and a half, and 13.3, averaging 15 points a game, and he's only rostered in about 18% of the league, so there's a good chance he's open, and he's a lock-in starter for this week versus Carolina. We're still, for the next three weeks with no D-hop, Dorch is getting tons of targets, and he's putting he's racking up really, really nice fancy numbers. So uh, a guy I like is Rex Burkhead. Uh, you know, he's obviously not really the RV1, as that's Damian Pierce who's getting uh, most of the snaps. But uh, I like Burkhead because he's more – they use him more in the receiving game, and that could be valuable as a potential PPR snag. And, uh, you know, I, I like Rex Burkhead for this upcoming week, and he's only available he's, – he's available in only 27 – so he's rostered in only 27.1 leagues. So he's there's a good, very good chance he's available in your league. So I, he's definitely a guy you should look at and potentially jump on. So bouncing off that, I'm going to jump to a tight end roster pickup. He's ranking the third best tight end in fancy PPR formats, rostering 31% of your leagues. So I mean, about 70% of the time he's available. In every seven of 10 leagues, he's available. Averaging about 12.7 points at the tight ends, 16.4 last week, 10 the week before, 11.6 week before that. In three weeks, he has 24 targets, so eight targets per game exactly. And he's caught 18 of those 24, which means he's catching 75% of the balls thrown at him. And he's he has only one touchdown three weeks and still averaging that many points. So he's due for another touchdown. That's Tyler Conklin, starting tight end for the New York Jets, playing great football in the past three weeks. And he's creeping towards a lap lock no matter what for the rest of the year. But right now, I think he's playing the Steelers, who aren't great at guarding a tight end spot. And the Jets have really been utilizing their throwing weapons. And I think Conklin can have a good week. So moving on to my next guy, we'll each do uh, five. So we'll each do two more after this one. Uh, a guy I like, and he, he played really well last, last week, is from the Buffalo Bills, Isaiah McKenzie. Uh only rostered in 18.2 leagues in ESPN fantasy leagues. Last year, last week, put up 21.2 fantasy points. And his first two weeks weren't anything special, but you could see that he's getting more and more involved each week. And he's definitely a pretty good snag in uh, in fantasy leagues. So he's definitely a guy I'd look, look at, potentially jump on. I think I'm going to jump to the Baltimore Ravens receiver one slash two right now. Him and Bateman have been going back at. The reason why this player right now, I'm about to say, 19% rostered, averaging almost 15 points, 21st best receiver. The reason he's good is that he doesn't get that many targets, but he also has brought in kick return touchdowns. But on those targets, he's averaging almost 15, 20 yards per catch. That's Devin Duvernay. He had 10 points last week, 12 week before, and 22 in week one. He's playing Buffalo, who is good guarding the receiver spot. Then he has Cincinnati, Giants, Cleveland, Carolina, Jacksonville. He has some bad bad teams going up against him. He's playing very, very well. 
Lamar is usually either running the ball or he's throwing the ball to Andrews, Duvernay, or Bateman. He's not really running the ball, Dobbins. So they're a pass-heavy offense right now, plus Lamar's running, and Duvernay's been playing very well. So I think you should, if he's available in your leagues and you need a receiver, go snag him. All right, so uh, moving to my next guy, I'm going to go to a New York Giant, actually. Uh, I'm going to go with Richie James. Uh, the reason I say Richie James from the Giants is that uh, the Giants just lost throwing Shepard. You know, Kenny Gade clearly isn't getting the targets. Richie James has been one of their guys who's been getting those targets. And against a, a pretty bad defense this week against the Bears, I, I like – Richie James this week, and I think he could put up some good points for you. Uh, I mean, he he's barely rostered in ESPN 7.4, so he's projected around 11 points this week. So he's definitely a guy you could consider for maybe a bench spot or potentially if you really need someone to start. I think the guy I'm bound to name should be a starter on your team. He's out this week, that, and he was out last week and this week. He's questionable this week. Rostered, he's ha- heavily rostered, about 60%, but it's Jacoby Meyer, so most likely he won't be – he's not going to be a free agent, but in a couple of my leagues he is. So there's a chance he is. He put up 19 week two, 10 week one, averaging around 14 and a half to 15. Number one slash two receiver in the Patriots. Mac Jones is staying hot right now. And Jacoby Myers has been averaging 9.5 targets a game, which is top 10 in the NFL. So he's getting targeted a lot. Not a big touchdown guy, but great on yards and catches. And I think he's a great receiver to pick up. So the final guy I like is a quarterback, and it's Marcus Mariota. I like Marcus Mariota because of his uh up, his upside in the rushing game. He he scrambles a lot, and that's that's one of the best characteristics you could have for a fantasy quarterback. And he's putting up around sixteen fantasy points a game, and playing against a pretty good Browns defense this week. But I still I still like my chances with Marcus Mariota this week, and. Yeah, Jake, so that's going to wrap up the first segment of this podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and next we're going to do some NFL Sunday Pick'ems. All right, so we're back with the second segment of uh, this episode, and we're going to pick uh, our winners for Sunday Sunday's games and the Monday night games. So first game we have is a London game, 9.30 a.m. We have the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. Jake, who do you have winning this game? There's no home team going to this game, so I'm just going to do it on prior games. I think that there's really – both these teams are not playing great football, but I think the upside I'm going to get handed over to, I think – I think the Minnesota defense were falling apart. I see some – the Saints defense is strong, and I see some upside just getting those receivers the ball, and then Alvin Kamara could go crazy, never really know. I think Kirk Cousins is sort of falling apart, and no Dalvin Cook it looks like, so I'm going to give it to the Saints. I'm actually going to go the opposite with you. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, I mean, I, I think this is – I think, you know, you've seen Jefferson's been a little cold lately, but I think this is the week he uh, he, he breaks out of it, has a big week, and uh, the Vikings have a big offensive day. Dalvin Cook gets involved. Thielen gets involved. Even Irv Smith gets involved. I think the whole offense gets involved, and they, they cruise to a win. All right, All right so, so we keep- – we're going to go to the 1 o'clock game, and that is Browns at Falcons. And honestly, I couldn't care less that's in Atlanta. Cleveland's taking this win. Atlanta's god-awful. 
I like Mariota and Patterson the way the duo is playing. Drake London is great, but the only problem, their defense is terrible besides AJ Terrell. So Cleveland's going to take this one. I, I do agree that Cleveland's going to get it, but man, you can't sleep on Mariota. You know, I like him in fantasy this week, but uh, uh, I am I am going to stay. I am going to go with the Browns, and I just think, I think their offense is going to be too too much, too hard to handle for the Falcons' defense. You know, Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing yards through the first uh, three weeks, and Cooper's finally starting to get it, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Browns to win this one. And next game, we have our New York Giants against Chicago Bears. And Jake, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick my Giants one this game. I think the Bears are sort of just falling apart as a roster. I think Justin Fields is maybe the worst QB in the NFL. Um, and I'll pause right during this because Tua Tagovailoa has just been stretched out of the game, Jake. Really? Wow. So Brutal. that could be big. That's that's very sad. I, I love Tua, and the Dolphins are a very good team, so without losing Tua, it could be big for them. But going back to Giants-Bears, I think Giants going to take this. Losing Shepard, but they're going to utilize some of their – I think Tony might be back, but they're going to utilize the receivers. I think Giants' defense has been playing great. Saquon's great. Olin has been great. Daniel Jones coming off a good game, and great game versus Dallas. I think we're going to take this. Yeah, I, I, I really hope the Giants win this, and I, I do think they will. Uh I think it actually might be closer than people think. The Bears do have a pretty good defense, so uh, I mean it might be a pretty close game, but uh, I think the Giants are going to pull out a win, and Daniel Jones will throw a couple touchdowns as they win. So uh, next game on the schedule, we have a NFC East matchup with the Cowboys and the Commanders. Jake, what do you think that with the Hot Cooper Rush? Um, Hot Cooper Rush is going to stay hot. They're at home. Playing the worst team in the NFC East, bottom five team in the NFC. Dallas is staying hot. Cooper Rush is playing as good as last year's Dak, besides the injuries. I mean, he's playing like Dak. Coming off a big win in New York versus a team that looked like they should have won. And I think CeeDee Lamb is coming back to his true self. That one-hand grab, racked up great numbers. Tony Pollard is really heating up. I think Noah Brown's a great option. Micah Parsons is unbelievable. Trayvon got a guy's first pick. They're coming off a very, very big win. They're heating up, and they're playing Washington, so they're going to take a dub right there. Yeah, I, I, I agree that Cooper Rush, I'm, I'm going to ride the Cooper Rush train, and they're going to continue uh, what they're doing. It's very impressive, uh, especially since they're also missing some of their weapons, like Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, both missed last weekend. Uh, but uh, you know that defense is really good. Lawrence and Parsons, just so good. And then you have Trayvon in the secondary. You know, I think the Cowboys blow out the Commanders. So moving on to our next game, we have the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. So personally, in this game, I want to take the Lions. You know, they had a tough loss last week to the Vikings. They did look pretty good though, and they they. Cruise to a win against the Commanders, and they put up 35 against the Eagles. So, I, I really like the Commanders, Jake, and I mean the Lions. Sorry, uh, I, I really like the Lions, and I, I like. I think they have a very good future ahead of them. So, I'm gonna take them beating Seattle Seahawks this weekend in a in a cruising fashion. So, this game's in Detroit. I'm going to ride the Dan Campbell train. I think no swift means breakout time for Jamal Williams. I see Williams playing up big numbers. The Sun God's going to play great once again. I'm on Raw. I think I love Ian Hutchinson. Jeff Okuda is an absolute 
beast this year so far. He's only led less than 40 yards in three straight games for his top one receivers. He's he guard Jeff, Justin Jefferson, locked him up. He guards some other good he guard Jamar Chase, I think, locked him up. And he's playing great football. Lions defense really showing up. Took a hard loss to Minnesota, but I think they're just gonna absolutely annihilate Seattle. I think Seattle's not playing really good. And I like I like Detroit. So uh we got the Titans and the Colts. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Titans in this game. Uh I think they they they, they played a good game last weekend and I think I think they're gonna ride that that train. The Colts fall to one one and two I one, two and one after this week. They do lose, so I, I just I, I Matt Ryan hasn't impressed me yet. You no, know, he he doesn't he does not look look like he's a great quarterback anymore. He just looks pretty washed up out there, and I think Derrick Henry is going to explode against the Colts defense. You know, I'm gonna go the exact opposite for everything you said. I think John Taylor is actually going to explode. Tennessee is a terrible run defense. They lost Jeffrey Simmons at the beginning of the year. Saquon exploded versus them. I think. Indy's coming up, coming off a hot win versus KC. I think their division's terrible, so Indy's going to win their division, meaning they have to win some games. I think this is a game that they should be winning, and I think Tennessee's going to cool down. I do like your Derrick Henry take, but I don't know about this week. Darius Leonard, Indy has some tough guys on the defense that can, that can cause Derrick Henry not play as well. I think Taylor's going to explode, and I think Matt Ryan will have a decent enough game to take his team to a nice victory. All right, next game. Eagles versus Jaguars, Jake. Hear me out. I'm riding the Jacksonville Jaguars train. As much as I think the Eagles are a really good team, after what the Jaguars did last weekend, it really I think it really proves that they're a playoff-type team and that they're going to be able to stay, stay with this Eagles team. I, I definitely think they could beat them. I, it will definitely be a close game, and I think it go either way, but – I'm going to ride the hot hand with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, uh, that's hot hand bullcrap. I think Jacksonville has gotten lucky. They had one great game last week versus Chargers. They're not a great team. Trevor Lawrence was terrible week one. He played great versus, versus the Chargers, but that was just strictly due to Christian Kirk and a monster game. I think they're playing Philly, who has the number one defense in the NFL right now. Great run defense, great pass defense. I think that the duo of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and the hot hand Jalen Hurts at home. I mean, as much as I do like Jacksonville and I hope they play good the rest of the year, I mean, this is – I think this could be a blowout territory for at home in Philly. You're telling me the Eagles have the best defense when they gave up 35 points to the, the Lions? I'm just saying I think they've been playing very good football on defense. I, I definitely agree, but I don't, think I don't think this Jacksonville team's getting lucky. They shut out the, the Colts and uh, – they 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 crush the the Chargers, so that, that's just my take. We'll see what happens, and then uh, our next game, Jet Steelers. Uh, Zach Wilson will be returning in this game, uh, but I still th- I think the Steelers will pull out a win in a, an ugly game, a very low scoring game. Both are pretty bad offenses, and I, I th- Jacob, you've probably seen this week that there's news been coming about how the Steelers don't have a great great offensive coordinator like they he doesn't let them audible and like there's a lot of issues with the play calling system and it's definitely affecting them so I'm just not a fan of the Steelers offense you know they have some good guys in the offense but I don't know if they're utilizing them correctly but I'm still gonna take the Steelers in like a 
a 12 to 9 type 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 of game. I totally agree. I think this could be one of those games when you're just like, wow, what happened? Either one of these teams is going to blow the other one out because these are two teams that I think don't have great rosters, but they can pull off, they can get really big wins that you didn't expect. In this case, I'm going to say the Steelers are just going to absolutely demolish the Jets. I think Najee will come to his true self. I think this is a game that the Steelers should be winning. I see them winning it. So uh, let's move to this might be the best game. Best one o'clock game. I th- it probably is. Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Two two teams off to a two and one start. Both quarterbacks could be the two two biggest MVP candidates right now. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Bills coming off a loss. I'm gonna take them. I think they're 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 gonna be hungry to win this game. They're gonna gonna Josh Allen is gonna have a very good game, but I also do think Lamar Jackson is going to have a very good game, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both offenses will be clicking, but I'm going to take the Bills to hang on and win this one. Um, I'm agree with you on that one. I think Bills should be taking this. I think most teams like that will bounce back after a loss. So I'm going to take Buffalo, Josh Allen. All right, so our the final 1 o'clock game is uh, – the Chargers Texans. I'm gonna take the Chargers in a convincing win. Uh, you know, after uh, starting one and two, I think they're they're gonna go on a nice streak here. I think they're motivated to keep it going to keep to bring them in the right direction. And I I think they're gonna start with a, a big win over the Texans, and then they'll keep going from there. I'm going to take the Chargers in this. Chargers were my favorite team in the NFL going into week one, besides my Giants. I love Herbert. I love this offense. It's powerful. You know, they're coming off a tough loss. Their defense is really what I love. The Derwin-James package with Khalil and Bosa, that's really – that could do some heavy damage, I think. The Texans are terrible. They shouldn't be killing this team in real in regular season. But coming off that tough loss, I think, for, to Jacksonville, I think they'll be motivated to get, get a nice win. All right, let's let's go to the four o'clock games now. Uh, our first one, Cardinals Panthers. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cardinals to move to move to 500 on the year. Uh, I think Kyler is gonna look very good in this game. You know, their receiving team has been good. Jake, you like Greg Dort. Uh, Marquise Brown has been looking like a great pickup. AJ Green's been solid. So, whole team doing pretty well. One guy probably needs to step get going soon is James Conner, but. Uh, I'm going to take the, the Cardinals to win this game. Uh, I don't like the, the Panthers' chances in this one. I'm going to take Arizona due to the fact that the Panthers have maybe the worst coaching in the NFL from Matt Rule. I mean, they have no clue what – he has no clue what the hell he's doing. And the fact that he lost to the Giants and that's how the coaching style, I think the Giants deserve to win that game, but he coached so weirdly. I think that the Giants, based off the way that the Panthers' offense was playing, the Panthers should have won, but they didn't because they're coaching. So I think the way they're going to be doing like that, I think the Cardinals will take a convincing win right now. Right, so now we got the, the Packers-Patriots. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to cruise to a win. Uh, it seems as Mac Jones will be out this week, and we'll see some Brian Hoyer. Uh, so uh, it's really the Packers got to take care of business in this game, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take them, and they're going to go to 3-1 and one after this week. I'm definitely going to take Green Bay. Brian Hoyer can't take his team in Lambeau for a victory. As much as I love, like, the storyline of Brian Hoyer not starting, but Hoyer and no Jacoby Myers, I mean, this is just going to be a blowout city. 
All right, here, here's, here's an interesting game. Raiders, Broncos. You know, the, the Broncos are 2-1, and one, but they play like they're an 0-3 team. And they're facing the only 0-3 team in the league, the Raiders. Jake, I like the Raiders to, to win their first game here, you know. I mean, I think the Broncos will, ha- will end up finishing with a better record than the Raiders, but I feel like that the, the Raiders are going to come out win this game, you know. I'm feeling Devontae Adams is going to have a huge week. Uh, Derek Carr is going to finally find it. Maybe Darren Waller will find it, Jake. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Raiders here. Some people might disagree with that, but also Matt Collins is a guy I like. I'm going to say, you just said his last name. I thought you were going to forget about him. I'm going to take my boy Matt Collins and the Raiders to take this first win their season. I mean, Devontae Adams and Waller and Renfro should be getting wins. Broncos are as much as they have two wins, they're playing terrible. Like they don't deserve those wins. I think Raiders will take this home this home victory. Moving to the final, moving to our uh, our Sunday night game, which is a very good game. Uh, we have the the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Uh, Jake, I'm going to take the Chiefs. You know, I think Mahomes is going to have a very good week. Uh, and they're gonna they're gonna beat the Bucks though having a really good defense. Uh, I think the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes will persevere through that and get a win. Now I'm gonna take the opposite. I'm gonna take the Bucks at home. I think they're coming off a nice victory. You know, as much as I love the Chiefs, this is this could be the Super Bowl again. You never know. But I'm gonna take Tampa. No real reason. Just they're at home. So that's the only reason I'm gonna take them. And then our our, our Monday night game, we have Rams 49ers. Uh, what do you think here, Jake? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one, honestly. I'm not really torn. I'm taking the Rams. I mean, I love the Rams. They're also a Super Bowl contender. Great roster. I mean, they have so much star power. And as much as they're away at San Fran, that's the only reason I would give San Fran a push. Jimmy Garoppolo was – he's god-awful. I mean, you see that play, stepped out of bounds, man, threw a pick six. I mean, you can't have a QB like that playing free and expecting to beat the Rams. That's just not going to happen. I would say the only reason I'm a little torn here is that the, the the 49ers have had such good success against Matthew Stafford defensively, and he he's already thrown five picks, which is might be a little concerning. And their their offense like hasn't fully found it yet. I mean, Cooper Cup has, but the running game hasn't been, has been really bad. I mean, Akers and Henderson both been pretty bad. The defense has been pretty good, but. I mean, I guess I'll lean towards the Rams in this one. And so that's our, that's going to be our, our picks for this week's game. And we'll see you in the next segment. We'll, we'll talk some NBA. All right. So uh, uh, third segment now, uh, we're going to quickly talk some uh, some NBA. You know, training camps have, are underway. We had our NBA media day. But, Jake, I want to ask you, what the hell – did uh did Jimmy Butler do to his hair? What do you what do you think he did to his hair? I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. What is this? Uh, I don't, his hair ma- does not match him. It matches Montrez Harrell, but he put his face on Montrez Harrell and decided this is my new look. So I mean, he looks sort of like a goofball out here. I don't know why he left the flat top for this, but you know, it's Jimmy Butler. What do you expect? Yeah, and uh, are there any signings do you think went under the radar this this past off season? 
I'm be biased, bro. Isaiah Hardenstein, not Jalen Brunson. Hardenstein, baby. You, you know? stole. You. I actually really agree with you. Uh, he he plays really good defense and could be a, a big part of the second unit for the Knicks. I'm also gonna go and real. Um, besides my Nick guys, I would say Dejounte Murray. I think's a good signing. Uh, I'm looking right now at other. It was a trade, Jake. I want a trade. You know, I think the best one was Taj Gibson. Honestly, uh, I think the I think the Wizards got a great player in Taj Gibson for the locker room. But uh, and, and Zion looks like he's in pretty good shape, Jake. You see that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. <coughs> let's go back to signings. I think there wasn't really big. I guess. Don Mitchell, I think that's a big trade. That's not under the radar, but that's a big trade. Um, some signs. I like Taylor. I like the Taylor Horn Tucker trade. I think he would be good for Utah. Um, let's see what else there is out here. Um, ooh, uh, Goran Dragic went to went to Chicago. He could do stuff there. I love G. Michael Green, so I think he'd be good for Golden State. You know, I, uh, I liked I like T.J. Warren. Uh, for the for the Nets, you know, I think he 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 hasn't played in a while, but uh, he he showed the talent, especially when he did in the bubble. And uh, yeah, I do like that. Um, I also like. Uh, there were no really big signings here, so nothing really under the radar that much, I guess. Um, I like the resize Kelvin Johnson in San Antonio. He's a good piece. Um. What else? Uh, Leandro LeBall went to the Hornets, Jake. Uh, that's a league, that's a that's a league breaking signing right there. It's league breaking. I don't think he'll be doing much, but that is a signing. Uh, did you know that Denver signed DeAndre Jordan, former Nick? I did not, but uh, you know, let's talk. Let's preview this interview you're about to hear. We recorded this with Jake Chapman. He does radio for the Orlando Magic, and we we talked to him about uh, what we view the the direction of the the Magic future is, and uh, a little behind the scenes work he does as radio broadcaster. So, enjoy the interview. And welcome back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake, and I'm also Jake. And today we have a very very special episode. It's actually very special. We have a third Jake on the podcast. We have the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic Radio um, producer and host, Jake Chapman. Jake, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining the podcast. How are you and how's the season going? So I'm really good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm floored uh, that you guys are able to do this, and I've heard good things about you, so I'm very glad to be here. Um, the season's been it's been really good recently. It's been kind of up and down. I mean, there's been a lot of losses this year, but we sort of knew going into this season it was going to be a year of growth we got a lot of young players um so it's been fun it's been it's been really interesting to see some of the young guys grow and um and I think everybody's really excited about the future and we got Markel Fultz back last night so all is good in magic land right now great so Warren go back to when you were younger what got you into the sports world what got you into basketball well when I was young I grew up in Cleveland Ohio and when I was younger I loved baseball basketball and football three sports um, very much so. I was a Cavs. They were the Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Guardians, and the Browns fan. 
Um, and I went to Ohio State. When I was in high school, I just loved sports so much, but I, I realized I probably wasn't good enough to play them professionally. Um, and so I started doing theater a lot and improv and things like that um, because I wanted to get into broadcasting. And so um, when I was when I was younger, I think basketball was probably my first love because I was better at it than anything else, but I still wasn't very good at it. Um, but I love football. I'm a big Browns fan, Ohio State fan. Um, and basketball professionally, when I graduated from college, I got an internship with the Orlando Magic and it kind of changed my career. I mean, it it got the foot in the door here. And then two years later, I became the full time radio producer with the Magic. So um, it's basically been about networking, about working hard and uh, consistency, showing up every day. That's my best piece of advice. Um, so when you were a younger rook, were there kind of like reporters or like just like talk show hosts you kind of liked listening to and like that kind of inspired you to go to this direction? Yeah, that's a good question. So where, so growing up, one of the, you know, one of the reasons I got into broadcasting in the first place were some of the broadcasters that I listened to guys like uh, Joe Tate, who was the old play-by-play announcer for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, this is so far before you guys were even born, but some of the guys more recently that I've been really big fans of and, and growing up just in terms of sports talk radio and television and things like that um, have been Coward, Colin Coward. I've been listening to him for years. I think he does a really good job. Sometimes I disagree with him, but I think that's the mark of a really good radio host is, you don't always agree with him, but no matter what he makes you think, um, Dan Patrick, I grew up listening to Ryan Rossillo. Um, I loved those guys. Jim Rome is a guy who was around back when I was a kid. who was super popular. He's still kicking. Um, so a lot of those guys. And then when, you know, growing up in Cleveland, uh, a lot of the local Cleveland guys I grew up listening to, I mean, it's, it's a really big deal up there. Kind of, uh, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield shouldn't be the quarterback of the Browns. Two one six five seven eight double zero ninety two. You know, call on in. And uh, sports talk radio was um, it was a big part of uh, uh, of what we did growing up. And so I loved it, and I wanted to get into it. And here I am. So not only is producing cool, but you're actually a full time host of like a talk show, but it's for an NBA team. Like there's Dan Patrick, Colin Coward, Scott Van Pelt, but you do it for a professional sports team. But before you got that, what got you initially into like sports radio and produce and producing? Well, professionally, it was it was a lot of networking and a lot of intern uh, internships. So when I was at Ohio State, I studied writing. I, I got a journalism degree. And so I learned to write for newspapers. Um, but I did an internship at that point in Hollywood. I, I, it was a family friend and it sort of got me out to Los Angeles for six weeks one summer. And that looked good on my resume. And then I worked at a sports talk radio station in Columbus. Um, and, you know, I, I worked on Kirk Street's show. Um, when I was there. And so, and, you know, it's not like I knew him very well. I was only there a couple of days a week, but once you start building your resume guys, you know, people look at it and they say, okay, you worked on the Paramount studio a lot in, in Hollywood. And then you worked um, at 97.1 in, in Columbus. Um, you've got the experience that we want to, to, to work for the Orlando magic. So it really was just sort of, you know, bit by bit, I, I was able to gain experience but then the difference, I guess, with what I do now, and, and Jake, I think that's a good point, like working for the team is it's a little more unique because um, you just turn into a fan. I mean, I, I work for the Orlando Magic. I don't work for a radio station in Orlando. Um, so it, it, no matter what, it's good if they win. And sometimes if you're a sports talk radio host, that's not always the case. You know, for Colin Coward, he needs sometimes negative things to talk about and and um quarterback controversies and things like that for me working for the magic 
is pretty simple. When we play well and when we win, things are good. It's more fun to host the pregame and the postgame show. Everything is better when we win. So it's kind of like being a super fan and getting paid for. <laughs> so like you, you you mentioned before, like um, you got an internship with the Magic. So like what would you say, like, you know, that whole transition into working with the Magic was like, and just what is like that experience like been over the years? Like how's it been? It's been really, it's been interesting watching the field grow and change. And so like, I'll be 38 in a couple of weeks. So um, I graduated in 2006 and you guys aren't even born yet at that point. Um, but when I graduated, you know, pod, certainly there weren't kids doing what you guys are doing. The technology just wasn't there for people to be able to have their own podcast and to be able to build um, their own brand and, and start as young as you guys are. You know, there was only a couple radio stations in each city and there were even only a handful of of cable networks that people uh, were able to be on. And so technology has changed the business so much. You guys are able to start building and practicing um, and developing your voices your age at the age you're at now and even younger. Um, so for me, what's really changed and what I've had to adjust to and adapt to over the course of the years has been the technology. You know, I've turned from a radio broadcaster to a radio broadcaster and podcaster. Uh, I've turned from a writer to more of a social media um, guy. You know, you, you sort of funnel your energy into those directions. Um, so it's changed quite a bit. But, you know, as far as the magic go and as far as the NBA goes, um, it's only changed for the better. Like, I love who I work with and for. Um, I think the NBA is in a great place. We Every year, there's just new talented kids who are going to push this league. And we've got a lot of really good young ones on our roster right now. And, and that's why the future is bright and exciting. Um, and that's what kind of re-energizes us every year. It can be really, it's, it, it can be rough going through the season. I mean, it's, it's a lot of games and it's a lot of work. Um, but the idea of coming back and seeing some of these guys develop and potentially winning a whole bunch more games next year um, is, uh, is what keeps us going at this point. So Jake said, how is your transition? But you're, you had different, I'm going to go with a different question. What has your whole experience been like working for a magic and being their host, their radio? Cause it's not like you're like an entrepreneur. You started your own radio for a full thing. You work for the magic, but you host the radio. So what's that whole experience been like? Um, it's been, it, it's been very gratifying. It's like, I mean, it's like, I get like, I get paid to do what I would be doing no matter what, you know, <laughs> like if I went to work every day and um, was a cook. I would come home and then I would talk to my buddies about basketball or I would, you know, get on Twitter or be texting the group chat about sports. And so for me, it's basically, it doesn't feel like a job. It's like somehow I figured out a way to do what I love and what I would be doing as a hobby um, and turn it into a career. And, you know, it's like I said, like there's the experience has been kind of difficult or not difficult, but there are times where it's really challenging um, because you got to be creative at times when you're really, really exhausted. And sometimes you, the team's lost eight games in a row and, you know, people don't want to talk about them very much. Uh, but I make sure I keep it in perspective that, um, that I'm blessed to get to do what I, what I do. And, uh, that no matter what, it could be, it could be a heck of a lot worse. And it has been worse. I've had some tough jobs in radio before. Um, so being where I am working for who I'm working for is a, is a blessing for sure. So what would you say it's like being like live on air? Like what's it like just talking to all these people listening? Like, what's it like being on air? Well, I mean, you know, what you guys are doing right now is not entirely different. I mean, I realize that nobody's listening 
live and we're not broadcasting, but people are going to watch this and you guys are putting yourself out there and you're, you're performing. Um, so it's, you know, it's not that much of a stretch. The one thing that I love about radio is that you're sitting in a room alone, no matter what. So yeah, there might be thousands and thousands of people listening to you, but you don't really know that you don't have to look at them. You don't see them. It's not like, uh, doing a public speech in a big hall or something like that. Um, but it is, you, I think it's, look, when I first started, I was a behind the scenes producer guy and my boss, Dante Marcatelli, who's our TV guy, um, kind of forced me into it. He, he said, I need you on the air. I need help with radio. Um, and so you just start doing it. You start stacking days together. It's just like anything. You get better at it as time goes. You start to sound better. You start to feel more comfortable. And then before you know it, somebody says, hey, you're on the air and you just start gapping. And then boom, you've been on the air for 20 minutes, 20 weeks, 20 months, and then eventually 20 years. So what has it been like being the host of your own show, but working for an NBA team? What has that whole experience been like? You getting to report after games, before games, give your opinion, and being a host of your own show? It's been really fun. One of the things that I told myself when I graduated school uh, from Ohio State was that no matter what I did, I wanted to be creative. Um, and and so even if I was working, you know, I've had a couple different jobs in sports and even just in radio no matter what, I just wanted to feel like I was, I wasn't going to work every day and not using my brain and not, and, and not letting my personality show and making it mine. So that's what I love about it, Jake, is, you know, having your own show, I can talk about whatever I want to. Now, granted, I work for the Magic, so I'm not going to just get up there and talk about the Cleveland Browns or whatever. Um, but my bosses empower me. And, and that's, I think the most gratifying thing is when you, when you do something creative or when you say something and somebody agrees with you or, Somebody laughs at your joke or whatever um, when you put in the time and, you know, with what I do, a lot of it is prep. It's, it's studying other teams and making sure I'm focused on um, stats and, you know, game plan and what our guys said at shoot around and um, how the game's going to um, play out. I mean, I, I, I try to make sure that no matter what, I put all the work in before the broadcast starts so that if anything goes wrong or that if, you know, my computer breaks down or whatever, that I still have it up here, that I'm able uh, to carry the show. And that's just based on putting in the work before before you go on the air. So that's another piece of advice. Make sure you, um, what is it uh, they used to say? Uh, uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I think that's an old John Wooden quote. So we were talking before, you know, the Magic have had kind of a tough season, but like, what do you just think of like the overall direction of the team for the future? I think the future is bright. I think. Um, it was really difficult last year when we traded away Nick Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. Um, they were three, obviously, fan favorites. They were probably three of our four or five best players. But within a year, you know, yeah, there's been a lot of losses, but we got a lot of young talent here. Um, you turn Nick Vucevic into Wendell Carter Jr. And then the eventual draft pick, uh, Franz Wagner. And so those are two of our young pieces that are definitely going to be, you know, foundational pieces into the future got Markel back yesterday um he looked great and so it's exciting to have him back and then you got a lot of other young talent RJ Hampton and um uh, and Jalen Suggs obviously Cole Anthony Chumo Kiki's been playing very well and your position to have another pretty high pick in this year's draft so um it's been tough these last two years it's been a lot of losses but you sort of knew it was going to happen I think um especially when the injuries hit last year, you figured there was going to be a lot of changes coming and 
when you go young and when you rebuild losses come with it and you just got to sort of fight through it. And, uh, and, and so hopefully next year with a little more seasoning, there'll be a little more, uh, a few more wins as well. So what will you tell young people like us who aspire to one day be a host of a podcast, be a general manager? Like what would you, what would you tell people like us that want to aspire to be like you? What you what, what's that some advice you give? I'd say first and foremost, keep doing this, right? Keep practicing. Um, there is no, there's no substitute for experience and what you guys are doing, putting yourself out there, reaching out, um, to, to PR staffs and, and, and try and sort of throw in the, uh, the Hail Marys and seeing who you can get on your podcast. Keep doing that. Like that is the, that shows initiative and a passion that not a lot of kids your age have, and that not a lot of people have period. I mean, there are a lot of people who say they want to do what you guys are doing and then stop and, and do a couple episodes and give up because it's not easy. There are a lot of people who have podcasts. There are a lot of people who have Twitter accounts. Um, there are a lot of people who want to do what I do and what you guys are doing right now. And so you have to differentiate yourself somehow. And one of the best ways to do that is to practice, to keep putting the work in and to just be better than them. And so that's my first piece of advice. Second piece is to read, to read and consume content and books and articles um, along the lines of what it is you want to do. Because I think a lot of, you know, we get so much of our media now in so many different ways, but being able to read and write is a skill that goes, that transcends no matter what it is you're doing. Um, So turn yourself into a good reader and writer and make sure Make sure you get good grades, kids. <laughs> so um, what would you say like some goals you have for your future in this um, industry? are? So what, what are some goals you have? Well, I love what I'm doing now. I eventually would like to be the radio play-by-play host uh, for The Magic. Um, that is something that I've always dreamed of doing. Going back to Joe Tate, I talked about growing up, the Cavaliers play-by-play guy. So hopefully I'll be able to accomplish that at some point. And really what I love, and like I told you guys, is I just love being creative and being able to um, to kind of have conversations with Magic fans and with the players and just keep it kind of light. Like, I love basketball. I love the X and O stuff. But I think that people react more to seeing the personalities of our players um, and figuring out ways to get that information out there. So that's what excites me is sort of telling the stories of our guys, figuring out ways to uh, to highlight their personalities a little more. And so that's what I hope to do moving forward. So we're going to go with six rapid fire magic related questions. All right. First one, not fully magic related, but what do you think your favorite moment in your career so far is? The, it, it was years ago. It was when I was first getting on the air. Um, I interviewed Penny Hardaway and he was the, he was my favorite player growing up. And it was the first time that I had interviewed. And, and now since then I've interviewed a lot of um, people that it's been like, Oh my God, I can't believe I interviewed him. But at that point when I interviewed Penny, it was, uh, I, I realized I had made it at that point. So that was my highlight. Um, what would you say the biggest challenge in your job is? <sighs> um, the biggest challenge is staying organized um, because there is, during the season, there is games on Fridays and games on Saturdays. And when our radio show starts on Mondays, so it's basically six days of work a week, if not more. Um, and for me, I am kind of, I, I like to have a task and then I knock it down and then I have another one and then I knock it down. And so I always have two or three things going on and I always struggle 
to stay organized. So for me, it's just a matter of, of organization, I, I would say, is my biggest struggle. Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony? Oh, come on. I have to pick just all together, one of them. Who do you who do you like better? Or who you think can be a better player? Well, I think they both. I think they're both very, very unique. I think. Um, I think what excites me about Jalen is what he's been able to do instantly on the defensive side of the floor. But Cole is a little bit more natural, a scorer and ball handler. So I'm gonna have to split the vote here. What I would like is to be able to take a little bit of Jalen, a little bit of Cole. I think that would be the perfect player. But both those guys are going to be such a big part of the future for this team. And the and the one thing I will say is. They both had like Jalen has the flair when he's dunking and when he's in game, but Cole has the flair after the game for the post game interviews. And for somebody who does what I do, the content is very important. So uh, I, I'll lean a little bit towards Cole Anthony just because of the post game interviews. Do you think the magic can make the playoffs in the next five years? Oh, absolutely. Um, boy, I hope they do. Jake. <laughs> I think next year, I, I think if everything works out next year, you're, you're pushing you're pushing for it. And if not, if you come up short next year, then there's going to be a whole lot of pressure on making it the following season. That's for sure. Can Markel become a big time near all-star, like compare him to like a Marcus Smart, to like a real big RJ Barrett, big time player, even though battling with being injury prone. Yeah, I think those are interesting comparisons. Cause I do think the Marcus Smart thing you could see at some point, just because Markel could be such a great defensive player. Um, if he's able to stay on the floor. I mean, he just hasn't been able to early on in his career. It's been absolutely a shame. But I do think, you know, Markel's never going to score 24 points a game, I don't think. But Markel could give you a 15-8-8 eight eight or something like that. Um, and with, with you know, very, very good defense. And if you get that to that point, and he's a player like that, a leader on a team, and, and the big kicker, Jake, no matter what, is if the Magic are winning games, that is all-stars are always from winning teams, Everybody gets the awards when they're on winning teams. So if we win some games, Mark and Markel's putting up numbers like that, I could absolutely see him uh, flirting with the all-star game. So um, our final question is who on the magic do you think is like, who is not being talked about the, the least, like who could be like the, the biggest star on this team who like, isn't getting a lot of attention. Well, one guy, Jake, the, the last couple of weeks who's been playing very well, who nobody ever really seems to mention is Chumo Kiki. He's been, very, very solid. He's coming off the bench, and so that's part of it. He's kind of a quiet guy anyways, uh, but he does things defensively that they might not necessarily show up in the box score, but he's a really, really versatile, good, big defender. He's always active. He's got really quick hands, and then when he's knocking down threes, um, that's when the scoring numbers jump. So the other night, he had a career-high 26 points, but that was because he knocked down a few threes, but what he did in that game against the Rockets uh, on the defensive end was, was huge. So I love what I've seen from Chuma. He's another guy, obviously with injuries, it's been kind of start and stop early on in his career, just sort of building a, a couple consistent weeks of solid play out of him has been huge. And hopefully he's able to continue here in the last 20 games. So that's in a wrap of interview with you, Jake. Thank you so, so much. That was awesome. We hope you have a great rest of your day and good luck in the future and good luck to the Mavs, to the Magic. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, very impressed by you two. Best of luck in the future. I'll come back on anytime. Thank you. Thank you, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, so we really hoped you enjoyed that interview. Uh, I, I enjoyed, we both enjoyed interviewing him, Jake, right? We did. And uh, this is going to be a fun segment. We're going to end, end fun. We're going to play some games here. So uh, I'm going to start with my game, which is 
just called Did He Play for That Team? Today, we will be doing the New York Giants as our team because we are both Giants fans. So we'll start it off easy. So my first player for you, Jake. Did Randy Bullock ever play for the New York Giants? Randy Bullock? The kicker, yes. Kicker. Randy Bullock, the kicker for the Lions. Did he play for the Giants? Titans, yeah. Well, I don't really follow, I don't really follow the kickers, if I'm going to be honest. But, I mean, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with yes. Randy that, is cor- that is correct. He played one game for the Giants in 2016. Oh, yeah. So now, Jake, uh, would you like to go to the second player? Let's do it. Did Haha Clinton Dix ever appear in a game for the New York Giants? The Haha Clinton Dix? Yes. He played for the Packers. Played for the Cowboys. I mean, he was definitely not in the Giants for a season. Um, I'm going to go no. That is correct, Jake. Haha yes. Clinton Dix was never on the New York Giants. I'll take it. Let's move on to the third one. Has Matt Barkley, the quarterback, ever played for the New York Giants? I haven't followed his career besides the fact I know he was on the Bills. He, he still is, yes. I mean, he still he probably still is. Uh, I mean, he never played for us like, in a game. So, I mean, I'm going to go no? That is correct. Matt Barkley was never on the New York Giants. Okay. So, let's move on to some, to our, I believe, fourth player. Did Robbie Gold ever play for the New York Giants? Of the 49ers now, kicker. I feel like I remember him playing for the Giants. I don't know if it's true, but I feel like I do. I'm going to say yes. That is correct, Jake. Yeah, I, I knew... I, it was in the recent years. It was maybe it was after tw- it was maybe twenty eighteen. Uh, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay, it was, was a playoff. The- yeah. Okay. Okay, Jake. Final one. Are you ready for this, Jake? Yeah. Okay. Has Royce Freeman ever played for the New York Giants? No, no, no. He, he, that he was drafted, cr- that's drafted by Broncos, right? That's correct, Jake. Yeah. You right. went five for five. You are a true Giants fan. All right. I'm going to do it to you now right now, okay? So, I'm going to go. Your first player did the one and the only. Hmm, should I give you? No, I'm going to throw you. I'm gonna throw you. Uh, did you know Mac Collins playing good for the Raiders right now? Was he ever a Giant? Mac Collins. So uh, I remember. He, I think he was an Eagles draft pick. Uh, I think he was on maybe the Dolphins last year. Is that correct? Mac but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Mac Collins never played for the Giants. That would be correct. Mac Collins right. did not ever play for the Giants. Number two. I'm going to throw you one. Did. Let's go with. Did CJ Ham, current 
fullback for the Vikings that are playing for the Giants? Ooh, Jake, uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like he's been a Viking for a while, and and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna say he never played for the Giants. He played for the Steelers. He played for the Vikings, and that's it. it was never a Giant. Nice, yeah. For your third player, I'm gonna give you did. We're going to give you did. Uh, what do I want to throw you? Uh, all right, give me one sec. You find someone I want to give you did. Hmm. I'll go with did Justin Pugh, current offensive lineman for the Cardinals, play for the Giants. I know this, yes. Uh, he, he was a Giant. He was drafted by them in like the first round. I know that because I'm a Syracuse fan. He was on Syracuse, so. I remember, I remember that he was—he was a giant for a few years. Good job. So now, how many do we have left? Two more. We got, we got two more. I'm gonna go for out of your last two. I'm gonna give you did Kareem Martin. He was an edge rusher from North Carolina. Played for the car. Who was drafted by the Cardinals? Did he ever play for the Giants? Kareem Martin. I mean, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I'm not. Uh, is he still playing? Kareem Martin, is he still playing? Um, he is currently a free agent. And where did you say he went to college? North Carolina. Was drafted 2014. I'm, I'm going to go with a no. I, I, I don't remember him being a giant. He was a giant for two years, 2018-2019, oh. and 2019 oh. season. He was, he's a, he was a linebacker for us. Uh, looks like because of his giant, st- giant stats, he had two sacks for us in two years, so nothing big. And then your last player, I think we were talking about him earlier, did Zay Jones ever play for the Giants? No, I don't believe so. I, I, I'm firmly going to say no on that one. And you're right. All right. So, Four for five. That's 80%. That's fine. All right. So we played your game, and in this last little segment, we'll be playing my game. We're going to do deal or no deal for this for this weekend. We're going to do a matchup. We'll both have one player that we end up getting, and we're going to have to see who wins, Jake. So can you explain to everyone how this works? Um, so I'll explain to you how it works, and then we'll show you the actual game clip in the next segment. Um, so what happens is, there are going to be 10, 10 wide receivers that me and Jake both have. So 10 of these cases on the screen. And we'll have to pick, um, like, we have to pick, a, we have to pick which case we're going we're to pick, like, firmly as our case at the beginning. And then every, I'll give every, well, until there's one case left on the board and, and your own case from the beginning, 
you're gonna take out two cases and then the bank like so when you're up i'll give you a player and you'll give me a player you'll give a player that's predicted the average amount of points from the players left so let's say you have four players left let's say it's saquon oh no receiver so i'll say you have Devonte adams who's projected 18 or christian kirk 16 and then two guys putting up eight points so your average would be like i think 50 points for four players so that means that I'll have to give you a player averaging 12.5. And you'll have to say if you want them or if you don't. Okay. And I'm going to go step the game. In our next segment, we will play it and we'll both get our player. All right. Let's do it. What is up, guys? Right now, we're going to be playing Deal or No Deal. Receiver edition for week four. Jake's going to end up with one receiver out of these 10 options you see here. And that will be his guy going into week four. We're going to see how he does. So right now, Jake, I want you to pick any of these 10 cases. That's going to be your original case that you'll use at the end. All right. The one I will be using at the end. I'm going to go with number five. Jake's picking number five. All right. Now I want you to eliminate two of these cases. All right. I'm going to be... Eliminating number number nine. And how about let's do number two? All right. First we'll see number two. Oh my Cooper god. Cup. Oh. All right. So Jake no longer has Cooper Cup as an option. We're gonna delete that in there. No more Cooper Cup. And we said number nine. Darnell Mooney. He hasn't been great this year. You got rid of Darnell Mooney. So now you have these guys left. But wait, I'm going to shoot you an offer. So you can either test your luck and see if you get one of these remaining guys. Or you can take my offer right now and see if you want to go into this week with Alan Lazard. 10.6 projection. Deal or no deal? Uh, No deal. No deal on Lazard. All right. So now number two is off the boards, Jake. You can't go to number two. That's no longer a thing. And number nine, no longer a thing. Okay. So now I want you to eliminate three cases. All right, let's eliminate numbers, number seven. All right, let's go to number seven right now. Matt Collins. Ooh, he's been good. No more Matt Collins for Jake. All right. I'm also – let's get rid of number one. Let's go number one for Jake. You know, I'll, I'll be fair. Except three cases, you're going to eliminate two. So number one, you got rid of Keenan Cole. Okay. That's good. That was the second to last option. So now you have number five was the original case, and you have three, four, six, eight, and ten remaining. But before that, you got an offer. I'm going to give you a better offer. I'm going to give you Juju Smith-Schuster, 11.5 projected at Tampa Bay. Do you want Juju or do you want to try and get Amon Ra, Kirk, or DK or Dorch? Uh, I mean, I, I think you, you got to go, go big here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reject your offer, Jake. No deal. We'll take down the offer. Now, I want you to eliminate two more cases. All right, let's eliminate number four. Number four, that would be DK Metcalf. Oh, my God. You know, 
I'm gonna be honest. I think you're. I think you should be happy right now because DK's not playing great football. Dorsch, Kirk, and Amon Ra are playing good football. So I think you want to end up one of these, one of those top three. But their worst case scenario, you're gonna end up with Quez Watkins. All right, and then let's get rid of number six. Number six. Um, that'll be. Amara. Oh, this is Christmas. So now, Jake, who are you hoping for out of these four remaining guys? Uh, Kirker. I'm really just hoping for Kirk right now. Greg George is good, but like right. you. Um. All right. So now, I'm gonna shoot you an offer. You know, you're gonna go down in value. I'm gonna give you. Maybe someone that has some good weeks, but also can stink it up. I'm giving you Jahan Dotson at Dallas. And what, what's his projection for this week? He projected 10.3 in PPR. So that is, he's better than, he's worse than Kirk, better than the bomb two, and tied with Dorch in projections. Do you want Dotson or do you want to go for Kirk? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go no deal. No deal. All right. So now I want you to eliminate two last cases. Okay. My two last cases that I will be eliminating. So I have four options here. What do we want? Uh, let's go. Let's get rid of number 10. Number 10 is going goodbye right now. Unbelievable. Nah, you're sorry. So we're screwing yourself right now, Jake. I'm not going to lie. You got Dorch, TPJ, and Watkins. And now you got these three last ones, these three last cases. So five, can't, so I can't get rid of five because that's my... five. Three or eight. Which one you, 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 you want to get rid of? Hmm. I'm going to get rid of three. You're going to get rid of three, guys. Please be Quez Watkins. Get rid of. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Quez Watkins. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of the worst option. So now, the final bank offer. Before, right now, I'm going to give you an offer, and then you're going to be able to switch your, I'm going to be, Celestio, I'm going to give you an offer, and then you can either switch cases or keep cases, and we'll see what you got. All right, your final bank offer. I'm going to give you a guy. I'm going to give you, all right. So, I'm going to give you a guy that's been playing good football, projecting 9.7, so, just about the average of these two guys. I'm going to give you Noah Brown in Dallas. He's playing Washington. Cooper Rush loves him. You want to take Noah Brown, go for a Dorch, or risk it and maybe end up with Donovan Peoples. After seeing all the mess ups we're going to have, I, I'm going to accept your deal, and I'm going to take Noah Brown for this week. Boom. Bank accepted. Jake's going to take Noah Brown. And now we're going to pause a segment. And then Jake's going to do deal or no deal with me. And we're going to have a matchup going, me versus Jake, and deal or no deal. Thank you. And this thing. All right, so now Jake will be playing deal or no deal. And we have our same same players. So, uh, Jake, uh, please, pick, please pick a box that you want to keep until the end. All right. So I'm gonna do it this way. I want Amon Ra, and there's his number. His projection is 18, and what's 18 divided by 10? Because 10 is the amount of cases. That's 1.3. We're gonna round it up to two. Case number two. I'll take it. 
All right, Jake will be holding on to case number two. So now, Jake, please now eliminate two cases. Um, Quez Watkins is going to average 2.8 points. That's, that's rounded up to three. So get rid, of, get rid of three. I don't like it. Number three is Matt Collins. Okay. Bye. Pretty good player. Uh, so let's get rid of three and make it a zero. Okay. And what other case would you like to remove? Um, I always hated number number. I don't, I don't feel. I don't like number five. I'm not feeling it. You you're not a fan of number five. Well, Jake, that's Amon Ross St. Brown. <sighs> okay. And Jake. That hurts. Oh, wait. So now I cross out these players too, right? Yeah. Okay, so Matt Collins. And what's the number, once again, that you picked? I missed it. I'm sorry. I got number two, bro. That's my number. Number two is what you'll be holding on to. All right. So now I believe I will be offering you. Bank offer, you got to give me an average of not around 10 points. Nine, ten points. All right, Jake. Here is your offer. Elijah Moore is the bank offer. The bank is offering you Elijah Moore. Will you take Elijah Moore, or do you want to continue going? Oh, no deal. I don't care what his projection is. I, I have like, I'm ha- the first top four guys I want, and then the bottom four I don't like. But like Elijah Moore, he, he stinks. Get no deal, no deal. All right, we're gonna. Continue on here. Jake, will you please eliminate another two? Get rid of four and nine. All right, four and nine. Number four? Quez Watkins. So, yeah. One there, Jake. Okay, okay. And then number nine? DK Metcalf. Okay, DK sucks. Okay, now. I will be offering you a bank offer. First, you got to get rid of DK and Quez. Yes. On the- but uh, I have a very, very great offer for you. Very fair. Yeah. The guy so, should be average. Would you like yeah. Nicole Hardman? Or would you like... What's the average? average? Our ba- What's the projection? Uh, between the two, his projection is 7.6. Nah. No yeah. deal. No deal. I don't, I don't want me cool. Yeah. Okay. So, Jake, will you please eliminate another two? Uh, one in ten. One in ten. Number one? Getting cool. Yes. Good okay. One for, you, for Jake Weiner. And you said number ten, right? Uh, yeah, get rid of number ten. Number 10, Christian Kirk. So a pretty good one Jake gets rid of. Okay. So Dorch and Cooper Cup, I want. The other three sort of stuck. An average of around 10. Um, an average of 7, 8, nine, No, around, yeah, around 10, yeah. Jake, would you like Robert Woods or would you like to continue on? Robert Woods. 
Thanks. Say no deal. No deal. Okay. Jake. That's a good offer. Please eliminate two of the following of six, seven, and eight. Six and eight. Six and eight. Six and eight are gone. Let's see what number six is. Donovan Peoples Jones. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Jake. Continue. Let's let's just pretend like that's a, a zero. So and the other one eight, number eight. Craig Dorch. Wow. So Jake. Oh God. I'm so screwed if I get Darnell Mooney. All right. Once again, let's believe that we're gonna get a guy with an average around eight and a half. Eight and a half, bro. It's, but the average was 20 and eight. That's 28 divided by two. 10 and seven. It was 10 and seven. No, because if you add these two up, you get 28 divided by two. So the average should be like four, like 13 or 14. Oh, I apologize. I thought it was for the previous two guys. I just eliminated. My bad. Oh, yeah, the guys you have left, that's what you're averaging. All right, Jake. Yeah, would give me a like, high baller. What do you like? The, the bank is offering Cortland Sutton. Oh, of all the guys I could have gotten between 13 and 14, you could have offered me, like, a, a sneaky guy that could do really good. You gave me Cortland Sutton. Oh, oh. so I get Sutton or play for Cup. What you know? What you do, Jake? I am going to... Oh God. Um I'm playing for cup. All right. No deal. No deal. Jake. Let's see what number two was. Let's see what you won. No, I can either switch or I can keep two, right? Yes. All right. I'm keeping would you two. Like number seven, or would you like to keep two? Like number seven. What number seven? Keep two. Keep two. Number two. Cooper Cup! Oh, boom. And Jake. Jake with an absolute win here. Oh, we got Cup. We got Cup. That's a dub. And that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was such a fun one to record. And we'll we'll see you guys in the next episode. Swish out. Jake, you should play the outro music at the end. Yeah. That was so awesome. There's so much stuff I have to record. I'll send them all tomorrow, okay? That was awesome, right? That was fun. Yeah. Also, you know, now, this, um, now I'm going to destroy you in our game. You know, Cooper Cup's going to absolutely demolish Noah Brown. Like, you know. All right, Jake, let's get some rest. All right.